1: Information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C O R I E N T.com. Corient.com.
0: Good morning, all you Blue Jays fans out there. Happy wrapping up your Canada Day weekend and happy Fourth of July to all you Americans. And so wonderful. times not for the Toronto Blue Jays yesterday. A uh, rough fifth inning for Marcus Stroman led to a New York Mets victory on July 4th. So Stroman got off to a decent start and in the midst of all that it only allowed a double to um, Aaron Nimmo who had drove in the only run in the third inning up until the beginning of the fifth. Everything kind of went off the chain for uh Marcus Stroman, as everything just completely melted down. Todd Frazier kicked off the scoring in the fifth with a home run off the batter's eye at dead center field. Jose Bautista followed with a uh, couple batters, a couple outs later, actually, with a single that drove in Brandon Nimmo. And as Joel Cabrera continues to wreck the Toronto Blue Jays, as he drove in a pair on a single. And then Michael Conforto topped that inning off and just can put a five run five spot for the Blue Jays or the Mets up against the Blue Jays and knocked Marcus Stroman right out of this game. His final line would read four two thirds, six hits, six earned runs, and four walks. As he didn't help himself any with his control either, two strikeouts and then, uh, as I mentioned, the home run to the Todd father. On offense, the Blue Jays couldn't quite piece it all together against uh, Corey Oswalt, who was making his fourth or fifth start with the uh, New York Mets. Either way, they got to him for two runs, but he only was in the ballgame for four innings. And, yeah, as far as that goes, the offense outside of Kendris Morales and Russell Martin, who uh, was left on base three times, um, that's kind of how the game wrapped up. Loris Gurriel Jr. having the second biggest hit to Kendris Morales' fireworks, which was the only really big bomb of the game. In the second inning, Kendris Morales had a solo home run, which was his ninth of the season. He would end up going three for four with the RBI, but scored three times, which is just amazing with how well he runs. Um, Loris Guriel Jr. continues to be very impressive since being called up. One for four with a double or. No, sorry, with two RBIs on a single. I thought it was a double. That's my bad. So, one for seven with runners in scoring position as the Blue Jays just could not quite get anything going. After Stroman allowed all six runs, Luis Santos, who had just been promoted yesterday morning, came in and pitched an inning and a third, allowing just two hits and struck out a pair. Aaron Loop allowed just one base runner on a single in his inning of work while striking out a pair as well. And then Rainier Cruz making his Blue Jay debut. Two innings of work, one hit, no walks, while striking out a pair. So bullpen did its job yesterday after a big shuffling from the uh, Marco Estrada fallout for the game one. But Blue Jays could not quite get enough going to come back in this, and the Mets walk away with their thirty-fourth win of the season, and the Blue Jays now drop to forty and forty-six. Heading down to the farm, the Buffalo Bisons fell, unfortunately, to thirty-eight and forty against the uh, Scranton Wilkes-Barre RailRiders, which is the Yankees' affiliate. And after getting off to a good start. Richard Urena actually in the first inning hit a two-run blast off of Masahiro Tanaka, who was making a rehab start for the Yankees organization with the Rail Riders. And Urena got to him quick after Roman Fields had reached base. Urena popped this one and just destroyed it. And and that's his... second home run of the season and it was a big fly to right center field like i said scoring Roman well on fields unfortunately this would be the finale for the offense and they wouldn't be able to get too much tanaka locked in and would throw five and in, five innings of work allowing just those two earned runs while striking out four three hits total for Masahiro Tanaka and his rehab start. Dwight Smith Jr. had the only other hit off of him, and Tim Lopes had the other hit, period, as he picked up a double. And like I mentioned, the pitching uh, pitch was really good for the beginning of this. Matt Tracy, who has uh, been recently acquired, pitched five innings of work, allowed just a one hit and a walk while striking out three, matching Tanaka for the first five innings. And then Jose Fernandez would come in and allow the offense for the Rail Riders to just find their track and run with it. Inning and in two-third from him, six hits, four runs, three of those earned while striking out two. Craig Breslow would come in for an, to wrap up that inning, walked a batter, and struck out the other batter to end the inning. Justin Schaefer would pitch the eighth, Allowing no hits, no runs, no nothing, just striking out a batter as he was perfect during his inning. Unfortunately, at this point, the Rail Riders had already went through the Buffalo Bisons and rocked them for four runs in the seventh inning, and that will quickly wrap up any ball game. The New Hampshire Fisher Cats lost to the Redding Fighting Phils, which is part of the Phillies organization, and you couldn't tell from the name. And they lost three to five as they once, just like the Bison, scored all their runs in the first inning, and then could not find their offense throughout the rest of the game. Connor Panis tripled to score John Birdie, who had singled, and then Juan Kelly um, had a pair come th- through through the plate as uh, more base running chaos for the New Hampshire Fisher Cats. Harold Ramirez had stole second, scored Connor Panis, and Harold Ramirez on a throwing error by the catcher. So three runs, a couple of those might have been gifted to the New Hampshire Fisher-Cats. But after that, the fight and fills boxed right back into this game and were able to kind of run away with it. Two runs in the second inning to match the uh, Fisher-Cats' three-run first inning, and they were off and running. Justin Dillon was on the mound for the Fisher-Cats. Six innings of work, four hits, two earned runs, two walks, and three strikes strikeouts. Zach Jackson would come in to relieve him through an inning at third, allowed another two runs, um, one hit and a walk, um, two innings or in two strikeouts through that inning at third. Dusty Isaac's would come in to wrap it up for that inning and allowed a one hit and a run, an error scored that run. Not on Jack or on Isaac's. Also walked a batter and struck out two, and. Danny Young would come in to wrap everything up for the game, allowing no base runners in it. Well, oh, sorry, two two walks there in his inning at work, one strikeout with no runs. The Dean Blue Jays had the 4th of July off, so we'll move right down to the Lansing Lugnuts, who are hosting the West Michigan Whitecaps. And. It's not going to get any better today, guys. <laughs> it's the Lansing Lugnuts remain at 53-31, and 31 where they win for the, the Whitecaps, 7-3, as the um, pitching staff at Lansing Lugnuts appears to have run out of steam of late. And at the center of this is, rotation has been Maverick Buffo, who has been solid, um, had a really rough outing in this game. 11 hits, 5 earned runs, over 6 innings of work. Struck out 5, but was tagged up for 3 home runs. And just pretty rough. And it was by the doing of Casey Clemens' younger brother, Cody Clemens, who got 2 home runs during this game and looked very solid for his Midwest League debut here in the last couple of weeks. At least he's found a way to beat up the Lansing Lugnuts anyways. Must have known that's where his brother played. So, Claudio Costado would come in. Two innings of work for him. One hit, two runs. One of those earned while striking out three. And then Dalton Rodriguez comes in, mops it up, allows just two hits and a walk but over the last inning, but did not allow an earned run. So, as far as the offense goes for the Lansing Lugnuts, Kevin Vacunhe actually got the scoring started in this ballgame with a double that scored Jesus Navarro. And then Chavez Yun doubled home Kevin Vacunhe, a batter later. Ryan Noda had the only other RBI during this game, and it was on a ground out that actually scored uh, Chavez Yun as well. Chavez Yun has been the All Star, has been very good lately. And he went three for four during this ball game with a run scored and an RBI along with I thought he had a stolen base, my bad. So Young supplying the majority of the offense where Vakuna ended up having an RBI along with uh, Ryan Nota. So the top of the order doing all the work in this ball game. So as far as things would go to wrap this episode of the morning mash up here on the Jaybird Watching Gamecast. Um, the Blue Jays will be taking on Sunny Gray Friday evening. They're off today, and this will be against the New York Yankees as they head to town, and Sam Gavilio will be on the mound and hope to look a little bit better than his last outing. Hopefully, the Toronto Blue Jays can get to Sunny Gray, just like uh, at the Red Sox did over the last weekend, completely annihilating him in one inning, allowing six earned runs. So... Blue Jays offense has a chance to get going, but Sonny Gray has always pitched really well against the Toronto Blue Jays. So it'll be interesting to see. I will be actually in Toronto on the for the Saturday and Sunday games against the New York Yankees. So I will have first hand knowledge for you Monday morning of the events of this ball game. So let's go, Blue Jays, and hopefully they take a piece out of the big club, the Yankees this weekend and it'll be all good. They'll be sending Sam Gavilio, Jay Hap, and Brian Barucki to the mound this weekend. And this one I am looking very forward to seeing Ryan Barucki firsthand again and especially in a Blue Jay uniform this Sunday. So everybody don't forget to hit those subscribe buttons on iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, so on and so forth. And don't forget, if you are looking for uh, seats for any event north of the border, feel free to hit up seatgiant.ca and use the the promo code JBIRD and you'll be able to get a nice discount. So Craig Borden here for you on the Morning Mash. Peace out, everybody, and have a nice day. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly
1: two million Ohioans live with a mental health condition.